Hi there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Cloud-Based Mayhem. A couple quick bits of housekeeping. In the last show with Laurent Barella, uh, I talked quite extensively about insurance. This last couple weeks, I have done a whole lot more research and been on the phone a ton with Geos. Uh, Dog Tag Extreme, which is a one that's been around for a long time, but they're now underwritten by a completely different company that was Seven Corners. And now it depends on where, what country you're uh, you're getting that from. And then also Global Rescue and IMG Signature, which are the two that kind of combo package that I've been recommending for the last few years. Uh, if you go to my website, put in the search term insurance and then click on the article, Unscrambling Insurance, are you sure you're covered? For a lot more details, I've just completely updated that and put in a flow chart for, you know, kind of decision making, what you're doing, where you're going and what you might need. So that's all been updated. Uh, the brief of that is if you hit your SOS on your spot or your inReach, that activates GEOS. Uh, most people, when they just go in and get an account with inReach or spot, it just activates the SAR uh option in at geos i talked to geos extensively about this sar search and rescue but there is an exclusion for high risk activities like paragliding and hang gliding so that doesn't do you much good uh it, they will come and get you no matter what so geos is search and rescue so this is very very important if you land somewhere and you need help it is much better to use your SOS button on your device than it is to call 911. Do both, of course, but hit the SOS if you're in any doubt. If you need an evac, if you're lost, if you need to get back to, doesn't matter where you are in the world, GEOS has partners all over the world for search and rescue. And that's really the only option of any of these that we have that covers search. There's many, like Global Rescue, that covers rescue, but not search. Those are two very different things. So hit the button. Um, but if you don't have really good health insurance or you don't have HeliVac or some kind of thing covered in one of these other options, you might get hit with a very big bill unless through GEOS if you get what's called their high risk benefit. This is again something you can read about on my website. You can read about it on GEOS. It's $179 a year. There's also an extreme package that you can get that covers Medivac, uh, which kind of combines some of these travel insurance and medical insurance options like dog tag and like IMG signature. But anyway, at least get that $179 option. Once you get it through GEOS, you can attach it to your device, whether that be spot or in reach. So if you hit that SOS, you're covered. And what could be a $150,000, you know, helicopter evacuation bill is going to cost you nothing. So, well, it's cost you $179 a year. So that's step one. Step two, you need travel and medical insurance, and that's often very different than rescue insurance. So rescue by rescue, I mean uh, evacuation and repatriation in terms of, you know, if you need if you have need a major back surgery and you got to get home or you want to be recovering with your family and friends instead of, you know, Timbuktu, then that's what you're going to need something like Global Rescue for. Uh, so you'll read about that on the website. Uh, then you also need a travel insurance. These are two very different things. So these accidents that have been happening lately in very remote places like Pakistan and India, these folks had travel insurance, but they didn't have evacuation insurance. In other words, they didn't have a way to get home. And that's very, very important. So something like Global Rescue is 329 bucks a year. It's less than a dollar a day. And it covers this as a $500,000 cap. That's plenty. But it also, um, but it also is 
does not cover travel and medical. That's a different thing. So uh, you can also just get it for this, the length of your trip. So it's less than a buck, buck a day. It's just a no-brainer. Make sure you get that. Now, travel insurance. This has been uh, very difficult to navigate through in these insurance companies. Like I said previously, they keep moving the bar on us. But uh, IMG Signature does not have exclusions for paragliding and hang gliding. It is... Uh, a cheaper option, but has really good caps, really good coverage, 100000 for medical. So say you need a medical procedure where you are, where you've had the accident before you get home, 100000 is going to cover most of that. So, or all of it, hopefully. But so that is, in my opinion, your best option still. However, that does not cover you if you get hurt in a competition. So this competition has been a gray area, but they have now defined that for me and I'm not very comfortable uh uh, advocating for IMG Signature if you're going to a comp. It's possible that they could cover it because you're not seen, you're probably not going to be seen as a professional athlete and there aren't, uh, there isn't prize money and so that kind of removes the competition from it. But if you want to be safe, and I recommend you should be safe, then get the Dog Tag Extreme. Now this is available in different ways depending on where you're from. You know, there's a Dog Tag UK, there's a Dog Tag US, but it's available to people from all over the world going anywhere. The nice thing about Dog Tag is it kind of has global rescue and travel insurance coupled together. So it is quite a bit more expensive, but again, this is on my website. Go check it out. You can get it for just the duration of your trip. You can get it for as much as 180 days uh, at a time. So you can travel for six months on that and it covers all the extreme stuff. It doesn't have any of the exclusions for free flight activities. So a good one to know about. The other bit of housekeeping is uh, our store. You'll hear at the end of every show, I always talk about how you can support the mayhem. But one of the things I don't mention is uh, clearly there is our store. We have these awesome new Patagonia t-shirts that have the cloud-based mayhem logo and uh, fun stuff on the back. Uh, we just got a big new load of those. And then we all have, always have uh, recaps, trucker hats. They're really cool. Every single one's totally unique. So another way to support the podcast, if you will, just go to the website and check out our store and uh, get some cool swag. Thanks. Enjoy the show. My guest today is Chris Gursky. That name should be familiar to just about everybody. Uh, I can't imagine many of you did not see the video that went viral that he took of him uh, hang gliding for his first time ever in Interlochen and did not get clipped in. Uh, it is terrifying to say the least, but uh, he hung on and made it back down to the ground and this is his story. Enjoy. Chris, I am uh, super excited to talk to you today. Welcome to the mayhem. I think uh, just about all of our listeners, I'm sure, have seen the video. And if they haven't, I'll, I'll have it up on the in the show notes. But Thanks for coming on the mayhem, and thanks for sharing your story. Well, thanks for having me. It's I'm uh, I'm glad to to go over the story again. Yeah, and you're you're back in the states, I guess. Yes, yes. Uh, after our successful second flight, you had okay. So I saw Jonathan sent me a link to your uh, that you were going to go back over and do it again. So that's that's happened. Yes, yes. That was uh, two weeks ago. All right, and that went all that you you uh, you got clipped in and everything. 
<laughs> yeah, no hospital visits this time. <laughs> oh man! And what? So let's start there. What was that like? Was that were you just shaking like a leaf, or was you, were you pretty calm about the whole thing? I think my wife is more nervous than I was. She was totally freaking out, thinking I was going to have some, uh, you know, P PSTD or whatever that is there. Yeah, yeah, a little PTSD. <laughs> PTSD. There you go. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was, uh, you know, staring down the same you know, hill that I left the first time strapped to a hand glider was probably the the hardest point to, to stomach. But, uh, you know, I was ready to roll and we just, uh, I just went with it and it was fantastic. Was this a kind of getting on the horse kind of thing or you, you know, to, to go to the same place there at Interlock on the same launch? Was that, was that really, uh, that was part of the plan from the beginning? Like, listen, I just got to do this right from the same place and get it right. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, a weight was lifted after I, after I did it, but just going back to the same exact spot, you know, I think helped, helped with that. Um, my, I've been offered to go on flights. I mean, all over the world sure. by people, uh, you know, I was offered by the, the world champ champion hand glider, uh, wanted to fly me in the Dolomites and, you know, all the local places wanted me to go with them. And, you know, it just worked out that we, we got a chance, uh, due to the, uh, tourism board of Interlaken to, uh, go back to Switzerland and do it all over again, have our vacation that we set out to do in the first time. Yeah. And, uh, when did that absolute... happen on your first vacation? Was that like day one? Day one oh. of our first vacation. Oh, dude. <laughs> oh. Okay. So, Hey, um, like I said, at the top of the show, because this is a podcast and it's long form, uh, mm -hmm. I know you've given a lot of interviews that have probably kind of brushed over the, the sequence of events, but give us the full play by play. Uh, I, the video is of course just terrifying and you are an animal dude i i don't know how you hung on that long but i i want to know just uh you know like were you guys talking to one another give us the whole give us the play-by-play -play. what happened well my wife was uh paired up with another pilot and uh she uh the pilots were setting us all up you know beforehand uh getting our safety harnesses on and everything and you know, pretty much it was a conversation talking what they're doing, what we're doing next. And, you know, we, we, pr I practice running with my pilot and my wife did the same. And, you know, before you knew it, my wife and her pilot were just sailing away. Mm. She was the first off the hill. So, you know, we, we, I, I took my GoPro up to the back of the glider and, uh, we got underneath and we got, you know, uh, the pilot was doing something behind me it was my first time I've never been hand gliding. So, you know, I bad me that I should, should have paid more attention to what was going on around uh, me. But that, yeah, you know, that's not, that's not your, <laughs> that's not your know, responsibility. <laughs> little, little jet lagged and, you know, sure. first day of vacation and it was just, the scenery was fantastic. And so, you know, we lined up and we're ready to go. And he's, uh, he just says, you ready? Let's go. One, two, three, run, run, run. And, supposed to run till your feet leave the ground. Well, as soon as my feet left the ground, I just sunk straight down. Gravity was taken over and I was trying to figure out what the heck is going on. And, uh, you know, it didn't take me too long to figure out that the only thing holding me in the air or on the glider was my hands. 
Oh man. And was, were you guys talking at that point or did he obviously realized right away what it totally thrown his balance off, I imagine. And you know, his CG and everything must've gotten all wacko. Yeah. He, um, there wasn't a whole lot of talking going on. I'm, I'm, I was just trying to figure out if I did something wrong, you know, there's the bar that you flip down to put your feet on. I'm thinking, oh, maybe I maybe I need to drop that and put my feet on it. That'll level me out. And, you know, I didn't know what was going on. So there wasn't a whole lot of talk. And I think he was trying to figure out what had happened and what he needs to do next. So but there was just a few, uh, you know, words here, hold and hold here. And, you know, and not much after that. So what's going through your head when you're, you know, clearly too high to jump? Yeah. Uh, did that ever, did I, that I, ever hit where you, was that just, you know, that, that was, that happened long ago, you know, was, was that ever, you know, when you were 10 feet off the ground, were you thinking like, holy cow, should I, or were you just too confused? Yeah, I was too confused. I mean, there was uh, 10 feet off the ground was probably two seconds into yeah. the, into the flight, you know? So, yeah. and a lot of people on the video commented, how come you didn't jump off right away? You could have just jumped it right off, but you know, uh, the, how would you the, know? The, yeah, how would no? I, don't, I yeah. can't imagine doing that. The the view from the GoPro too makes it look like it's a lot less than it is. So you know, sure. by the time we're going over this little farmhouse, it's you know well above a little farmhouse, which is pretty high. Yeah, that hurts. Yeah, so it, it was either a broken wrist or broken legs, back, and whatever else. <laughs> after all these, after all this time, is, is it hard to talk about? Does it bring back weird memories or is it, is it, uh, I, you know, I lived through that and it's, I don't know, is it cool or is it scary? Um, I never really reflected back that much. I, I'm kind of a moving forward kind of guy. So, you know, watching the video, it really doesn't bother me. There's, there's certain things that I'll, you know, just, thinking about some of the conversations me and my wife had after the fact that, you know, what if we switch pilots? Uh, you know, what if I did, what if I did fall on our first day of vacation and, you know, and bought the farm, you know, what would she have to have gone through to, to handle everything by herself out there? And, you know, for, you know, we had a lot of conversations. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I took you off on a tangent there. So, so you're, <laughs> yep. you're, you're hanging on for dear life kind of right away, trying to figure out what's going on and the pilot's trying to figure out what's going on. So that's in the first kind of, I don't know, 10, 20 seconds, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, I, I, from the video pro aspect, I don't remember making that first right turn. I think I was just looking up, trying to see what else I can grab onto. Um, and it looked like we were making a big turn to maybe take a quick landing yeah, or turn even further back to the hill and land in the, back at the hill or something. But I think maybe because of the, the, the weight that I was pulling on the one side of the, uh, the glider caused the turn. And I, I don't know, I'm not a pilot, so I don't know. But then once we came out of that turn and we started heading back down the hill, I was like, this is, this is going to get hairy. Yeah, man. At that point, I mean, from from the viewer's perspective, it's like there's there's no way this dude's gonna hang on. That, I mean, that was, I mean <laughs> tell me about your physical regimen. I mean, was this just adrenaline that had you pinned to this guy, or um, I mean, are you the kind of guy that can do three hundred pull ups? No, um, you know, I, I try to work out. Uh, we do. I do a lot of uh, 
uh, hand gripping. I had this little <laughs> hand gripping ring. I, I, I used to work, you know, a 30 minute drive each way in the morning and evening. And I had this little round rubber donut. That's a hand grip. Yeah. And oh. every day I would just squeeze that as much as I can with one hand, dry with the other hand. And I just kept switching hands. It was something I did on the interstate every time I drove in. God, who knows? If, who knows life. if that was it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So uh, other than that, you know, I, I try to work out, but I'm not a, a beast in the gym or anything. I, I think, uh, me being able to, to grab on and hold on that long was, uh, just, uh, you know, adrenaline and sheer will not to let go. And so when, when do you know, okay, there's definitely really something wrong. And if I let go, I'm going to drop. I mean, was there, was there a thought like, oh, okay, I'm just in a weird position or, you know, it was, when was it clear that you let go your, your, your toast? When it really sunk in is when we made the left turn back toward okay. the edge of the hill again. And, uh, you know, I, I looked down and it really went through my head. I looked down and I'm just thinking, this is absolutely a beautiful, perfect day. And, uh, the, the trees are changing colors. It's all, you know, going through my head. Cause I live in Florida. We don't have seasons that change down here anymore. So I'm, I'm looking at the trees and they're changing colors and it's a crisp, cool air and, seeing the farmhouses and I look down and I'm like, this is such a beautiful day. And I'm picturing myself falling through the air. And right then and there is when I decided that that's not an option. So I just, I didn't freak out. I didn't, you know, get excited. I just concentrated with everything I had and just, just locked on. And uh, that wasn't, uh, you know, letting go wasn't an option. And was there, so after that point, uh, were there, were there times where it was like, I, I can't do it. I can't hold on, you know, sweaty palms or, you know, cause there's a couple times in the video where you're, you're definitely trying to like readjust. Is that what's going on? Were you just fried? Yeah. My, my left hand, I'm, I'm a righty, so I'm not sure where I got the strength in my left hand, but that left hand was, was just latched to that bar and, uh, for some reason, I don't know if it was the winds, the the motion going back and forth, but I could not get a good grip on my right hand. So I was slowly getting lower and lower on yeah. any place to hold on to on the pilot, which, you know, ended up on the holding on to the fabric of his pant leg, which really wasn't nothing at all. And now, okay, through this whole thing, is he ever saying anything or is he just focused on trying to get that thing in? I think he was pretty well focused on trying to get it in. I mean, he had a hand in my harness, uh, for a while yeah, and, uh, he, uh, by the time we were getting down further, you know, he wanted to get two hands on the bar again to actually land the thing. So he, uh, he, he says, uh, grab my leg and he, he you know, I feel him putting his leg against me. He's grabbed my leg and that's when I moved down and he put his hand, you know, on the bar and then he put his hand on top of mine and then back on the bar there wasn't, there wasn't much conversation. I think he just said, hold and, you know, and you know, I was, that was knowing that was the only thing I had to do was what I was going to do. What was the, what was the, what was the worst point and what was the best point? And by worst point, was there, was there a, a moment, a, a time where you're like, I, I can't do it. I'm not going to be able to hang on to this. I think the best and worst point were right at the end. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I see the grounds coming up and, uh, uh, that's, that's probably the best point. Uh, the grounds coming up quick. The worst point was my 
hand on the bar was opening. I mean, I was, I was done holding onto that bar. So it was, I was losing my grip. And, uh, so it was kind of, a literally um, as you're coming in. Yeah. I'm, I'm almost there and my hand, I'm like, I'm losing it. So as soon as my feet did scrape the ground, it looks like I dropped off because of the GoPro footage, but, uh, my feet did actually scrape the ground while I was holding on. And that's what pulled the rest of my grip free. Mm. And then how'd you, how'd you get your wrist? Um, I think when I came down, I, I put my hand down to brace or, or something. Okay. It was so, it was so fast. I, I don't even remember much of that. I know I tumbled a few times cause yeah. my, my forehead was scraped a little bit. My left bicep was shredded. Uh, my shirt was shredded on that side. Uh, I knew I broke my wrist. I, my you know, knees got scraped on the dirt pretty good. Mm. I probably flipped a couple times. Yeah. And then it, when it all was over with, I just sat up and tried to assess, you know, I'm, I'm alive now, now what, you know, and I, I just kind of felt a dull pain in my wrist and I looked down and yeah, it was all bulged out and I was like, well, my wrist is broken. Man, but you must've been like, did you do the whole like body pat down? Like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I was okay, taking okay. Taking inventory, you know, <laughs> everything's still here. The wrist is broken and I didn't feel it. anything else was, nothing was bothering me. So, you know, I, I was just like, Oh God, first day of vacation. I went through that. Now my wrist is broken, you know, and that's when the pilot came, you know, unhooked himself and came running back up to me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he was, he was like, just don't, don't get up. Don't get up. Just stay still. He thought I was going to go into shock and right. f- freak out. And, you know, so I'm, I'm just, I told him, I said, I said, my wrist is broken. I says, I'm fine. He's like, just don't get up. Just don't get up. Just wait a little bit. It might take some time. Just, just let's, let's wait a little bit. So I judge, I reassured him. I says, I'm fine. I can stand up. I says, you know, I need to, you know, get my wrist taken care of. So we stood up and he phoned ahead to the, 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 his group. And, uh, I guess they sent a van out to the closest street. So we had to walk through two fields and I had to crawl underneath two electric fences <laughs> <laughs> to get, to get to the road. And he's like, come on, the hospital's right over here. We're just getting, we'll go right over there. And I, I said, I says, I'm not going anywhere until my wife is in this car. Right. Cause and she, at this point, had no idea what the sure, heck's going she's on. just having one in the sky right she's probably just oh, having yeah. a blast well the the footage that wasn't on my video was the empty glider sitting in the field because my gopro was still running right and you can see my wife come in for a landing in the background oh so, oh they landed where you did no they landed in the actual landing the zone an- we, landed, we landed quite short of it yeah 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 of course <laughs> No, I mean, that was the one thing I saw in the video where it was kind of kudos to the pilot. He did, it was very clear he was trying to get you on the ground as soon as he could. And that, that, yeah, that yeah. you know, it would have been, I, I know there's been just unbelievable blowback uh, for that guy. And uh, so I guess that's what I should ask you next. Do, do you guys stay in touch? Did you ever have, did you ever get to talk about it with him? Did you, you know, what were, what was his side? We really didn't. Um, I think at one point, uh, shortly after, uh, we were back, uh, he sent me a letter. It was like a scan of a letter. So I'm not sure if it was, uh, you know, something he was, that he had to do per the Swiss hand gliding association or whatever. Mm -hmm. 
but you know, no, we haven't stayed in contact. I mean, he stayed with us at the hospital at the ER till I went into surgery. I told him and my wife, I, I told my wife, just, you know, have him take you back to the hotel. It's 1130 at night now. And, uh, you know, go get me some fresh clothes for tomorrow and I'm going to the surgery. It's, there's nothing you're going to do for me here. So he was cool. He stayed the whole time. He drove her back to the hotel, picked her up the next morning, brought her, went and got my meds. You know, he, he stepped up. I mean, he, he, I know he, you know, made a mistake a near fatal mistake on my part, but he stepped up after the fact. And, you know, he showed he was a, he was a, you know, stand up kind of guy and wanted to, you know, do everything he could. Do you know what's happened to his license or do you know what the Swiss Federation did? Well, we, we didn't, uh, I was contacted by so many people. Uh, the FBI attache to Switzerland contacted me, uh, (laughs) trying to get a hold of me for them. And the Swiss prosecutor, you know, got a hold of me and wanted to know if I wanted to press charges and this and that. And, you know, I was well past that point, you know, at that point in time. So I, I, I just, you know, I says it was an accident and I'm not going to go there. I'm uh, trying to stay, stay positive. Yeah. Take the high road, you know? Yeah. Well, mistakes do happen. This is a bad one, but they, you yeah, know, they, they yeah. do happen. And then, I know, not to fill us with more dread, but all the ones that I've heard of that have, uh, that have, you know, non clip ins have been fatal. Uh, so there's, you know, he did some things right for sure. And, and yeah, you, well, and you did really. <laughs> you hung on. God. Yeah, I haven't, uh, I did some Google searches on my own and I, I really hadn't found anybody else that, that survived no. uh, being not clipped in. Um, were you, did you torture yourself with, you know, uh, comments and all that kind of stuff in the interviews and that kind of thing? I, I tend to not look at that at all. And so I didn't look at, at any of yours, but, uh, I don't think there would have been any about you, but, uh, about the pilot, I'm, I'm sure he just took a shellacking. Yeah. Uh, people were trying to get some dirt out of me and I'm, I didn't go there. I, I stayed on the high road. I stayed positive. You know, I didn't mention names. I didn't mention even a location at that point in time. So I I kept positive about the whole thing. I didn't want to, you know, point fingers and point blame. And there's, there's too much of that in the world these days. Every time you turn on the news, it's nothing but negative, negative story after another. Yeah. Good on you for that. Was there ever any, uh, did you see Sully? I did. I did. Remember the opening scene and there's like, you know, you know, the buildings are burning and he's, he's having this terrible nightmare about how it could have gone down. Was there any of that in your mind? Uh, or was there any just like sleepless nights or I don't know, any, any of that kind of just, you know, cold sweats? Not really, not really. Um, I'm, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm kind of a, you know, moving on, looking forward kind of person. And, uh, I really didn't, really didn't uh, think about it way too much. My wife probably did. She, uh, she was scared for me to go the second time more than I was, I think. Did she go? Oh yeah. She's, she's flown. She has two successful flights. I, I only have one right now. <laughs> ah, so you guys both went again in Interlochen. Yeah. Yeah. That is awesome. She and, insists that I went first this time. And that's <laughs> so cool. That's it. And, and everything was perfect. There was no problems. Oh yeah. It was, it was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, that's how it's, it's almost always is. Um, 
in the article of your second flight, that no, so I read the one that you were going over again. I I didn't know it, that it had happened. Um, it, it, there was mention that you know if it goes well, I might get into this. Where's your head on that now? Is this something you might want to pursue? I think we both we still both want to we still both want to try going solo. Awesome, you yeah. should you should and you both should. Uh, that's that's really good to hear. Is it? It is magic, and I think the odds are with you, man. <laughs> yeah that's what i kept telling people you know you're going back again i'm like what are the odds something happens again if something happened again it, i was it was meant not to be i guess right uh i'm curious about that you had this it almost seems like a clairvoyant moment on that first flight where you're looking around and going man this is really beautiful that that's an interesting it doesn't really sound like panic hit <laughs> It wasn't really panic. It was more like, man, this is, I mean, I, I, I asked that with a smile because, uh, I, I have been, you know, we're, we're pilots, you know, you, you will have a situation or several in a lifetime of flight. And I've certainly had, had some, and it, it's, you know, rock climbers talk about that. You know, they can be thousands of feet up on a, on a, you know, free climbing and, uh, and you get so in the moment that, you know, a tiny little flower is just the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. You completely lose track or you don't really care that you're thousands of feet off the ground. That becomes irrelevant. It's more what's right in front of you. Yeah. I mean, coming from Florida, I've lived up north in Chicago area and, you know, we had the, the hills in the winter, but nothing like Switzerland. And I've been in Florida for the past 30 years. So you know, it was a beautiful sunny day and, you know, it's kind of, it's so picturesque. It's almost, you know, it, it boggles your mind a little bit. And, uh, you know, I, that just at that one point I looked down and I just looked at the trees and I was like, that's absolutely beautiful. I'm going to fall to my death here. Yes. <laughs> really? So that went through your mind as well. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. Was there, was there, um, cause often when you're above you know, like tree canopy and that kind of thing. Was there, was there ever a thought like, oh yeah, you know, I'll fall, but I could probably make it. Cause I, you know, people have this kind of like bird feeling when they're, when they're perched above something really high where, you know, you have this kind of like, oh yeah, I could land that. Of course you yeah. can't. But. No, no. I mean, if, if, if we were like maybe scraping the tips of the trees, I could have thought for a moment that, you know, I could grab onto one of these and, you know, and then, and, make it, you know, because we were young, we grew up in the woods and we used to clamp the tree to the top and let it bend over to the tree next to us. And, you know, we, we did all that crazy stuff when we were kids, but I'm 55 years old now. I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't want this to, this is, this is kind of corny, but has, has this, uh, changed your life in any way? Has it made you more appreciative of anything or I don't know, approach, uh, do you approach risk differently or I don't know, anything? I don't think I'm going to, you know, live any different. Uh, you know, it's, it, it was an experience. And now that I've really got through it now by going again, it's, it's, we're just going to keep doing what we've been, we've been doing. Uh, you know, we like to travel. We like to try, something adventurous every so often. Like I said before, it was, you know, zip lining was our thing for the last several years. And <laughs> so we, we tried something different this time. Oh man. Hang gliding is a huge <laughs> step up from zip lining. You're, you're on the <laughs> yes. right track. You're on the right track. <laughs> 
That is very cool. And why, just out of curiosity, why hang gliding, not paragliding? What was the choice there? Uh, well, it was on my wife's deal. Uh, huh? When we, we set up a, uh, a trip somewhere, she's, she, you know, I, I go about that. I'm going to Switzerland and whatever, you know, so my wife digs into it and she looks at all the different places we can see and all the different excursions we can do. And, you know, zip lining was usually it, but she saw that and hand gliding was the first one she saw. So I think she was like, Oh yeah, she wants to do this. So I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll do it. They are awesome aircraft. That's, that's you know, kudos to her. You guys sound like you have a really special relationship. Yeah, we, we, I say it sounds corny, but we, uh, we complete each other. Oh, that is awesome. That's amazing. Well, I hope you get to enjoy this kind of new fascination together. It's a, it's a great couple's thing to do. I mean, flight is, you know, it just takes us back to being kids. We all wanted to fly. Oh yeah. And, and, and paragliding is not out of the question. I mean, I've, I've connected with so many cool people from the hand gliding and paragliding associations, you know, around the globe. And they're, they're so cool. And I've seen umpteen paragliding videos now and I'm like, that looks really cool too. So there's the community is amazing across the board, you know, hang gliding, paragliding, you name it, you know, sailplanes, there's, there's uh, many pursuits uh, and they're all, you know, aviation is, is pretty bitching. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the people that met us out there uh, from the Swiss hand gliding association, the president and the director and the former president met us out there. And they were a bunch of cool guys. One was a hand glider. The other was a, you know, paraglider. And they were, you know, barking back and forth about which one's better. But, you know, it's all, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> that skiing, snowboarding, man. That's, that'll, that'll be an argument that'll go with us forever. But, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the nice thing, too, is you kind of have a free ticket anywhere. You know, <laughs> you, come, you come out here and visit me in some valley. Somebody's taking you for a ride. So now, I've been offered uh, I'm uh, sure. many different. Yeah. I'm sure. That's that's terrific. Yeah, that's that's the that's a bonus of having to go through that. <laughs> <laughs> you got free lessons, free gear, free tandems, whatever you need, whatever you, you need. The, the community will, will take care of you. Um, what's the most annoying question you've had to answer over and over again? I hope I haven't asked it. <laughs> um, it's, it's generally all the same questions. Um, yeah. uh, you know, it's a lot of them concern the pilot. I mean, a lot of the comments on my Facebook, uh, page on the, on the comments for that video were, you know, what the hell is, is the pilot still, you know, alive? Is he still in business? Is he still, I, I, I just, you know, I just let those slide through. I'm not, I'm yeah. not, uh, uh, from what I hear, from what, uh, uh, I've found out we're gonna take some time to go look him up just to, just to say hi. Cause right. you know, he did, he did, you know, stay with us at the hospital and he ended up being a cool guy. But, uh, uh apparently he's uh, running his own, uh, tandem business in Interlochen. Oh, wow. Yeah. He had to step out on his own. To... <laughs> well, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What does that, uh, does that make you feel any, any way? Is... No, I mean, he told me, uh, you know, when we shortly after it happened that he's, he's decided he's not, he's never going to fly again and this and that. And 
I, I wouldn't want someone to give it up because of, you know, an accident. I mean, it was probably overwhelming for him at the time. Sure. But, you know, he's telling me stories about how when he was hand gliding that, you know, uh, an eagle came in and just kind of went in formation next to him and said it was the coolest thing ever. And I'm like, you know, you can't you can't give it up now then. Right. It, right. You know, that just that story alone. I mean, I would love to have that happen to me. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, and it will if you keep flying. We have amazing bird contact when we're we're flying. I mean, they're so much better at it than we are. And they're you know they're one of our best visual cues, you know, for climbing and finding thermals and finding good glides. And you know, they're they're the naturals, but they're also very curious. So you get you know when you go and fly in places like Beer and in India, you get these massive vultures that just come and just car right along the side of the wing when i was doing a one of the coolest experiences i've had uh, paragliding was when i was doing this alaska traverse a few years ago my my partner dave had left and i was kind of finishing it on my own and i was real late at night and i was kind of bubbling along and you know the sun never really sets that time of year but the sun was real low and the, the thermals were kind of easing off and i had to get across this huge glacier massive and uh and i knew i didn't have the height but so i was kind of just I was kind of able to maintain at the end of this little ridge before and I was kind of God should I go should I go no I don't have enough height and I was thinking well maybe I should just land up here and I'll camp and I'll try to fly across in the morning when things heat up and uh, this eagle huge golden eagle came out of a tree literally right where I was and he kind of just looked over at me and you could tell he was like "Eh, follow me and he took me out away from the hill a little bit. And we got in this very light climb, gained I don't, not much, a couple hundred meters, maybe 300 meters or so. And then we both flew across the glacier. It was like he knew where I wanted to go. And he knew awesome. that I needed help. And, uh, man, it was, it was, it was That's pretty, awesome. pretty That's, awesome. Yeah. That sounds so cool. It is. Uh, it, 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 all, all of it's very cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I'm sure I can't imagine the, the flack that he took and – you know, it's a, it's just a reminder of those, you know, the basic things. You know, we had a couple, you know, not a couple, but the, the major accidents happen every year from just really silly. We call them, you know, schoolboy errors is what that was. You know, when you just yeah. forget to clip in. Uh, in paragliding, people forget to clip their, you know, their leg straps. So they launch and then they just fall out of their harness and yeah. uh you know and it it happens and it's shocking that it's, it happens but it happens every year you know just people make mistakes and unfortunately you were on the wrong end of that one yeah yeah i th- i think the only time that you know he wasn't with us in the in the hospital was when he had to leave for a moment to like move his car or, or something in the parking lot and uh that's when my wife started asking me questions because she still didn't know what happened mm when I was in the air, she's like, well, what, what happened? Uh, did you, you know, did you come in on an angle? Did you hit your arm on the ground or how, how'd this happen? And I said, <laughs> I said, this is the closest to death I've ever come in my entire life. And she's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, well, she had I no was, idea. she had no idea. I says, oh. uh, I, I wasn't attached. And that's when her jaw hit the floor and she's like, well, are you kidding me? <laughs> was she pissed at that guy? She was pissed. Um, you know, she, as soon as he came back in, she's like, what the hell happened? You know, started to, you know, questioning him and, you know, he, he couldn't really explain himself. He, it was just, uh, yeah, he missed I that one you. step, human yeah. error, you know, and human error. yeah. Wow. Yeah. She was, when I, when I pulled up in the van, you know, before we went to the ER, she's standing there and she's, she's, she doesn't drink beer, but that's all they had. So she's sipping a beer and 
she had a look on her face like that was the best thing. I mean, her face was lit. She loved her flight so much. Her face was so lit up and you could just see it. She was glowing, you know, and, and, uh, she sees me in the van and I kind of crook my finger over her. I says, yeah, come on, we gotta go to the hospital. Was it a bad break? Um, the, I guess when I impacted my hand, it, it kind of blew the top of the bone outward. So I had to have a plate and seven screws put in. Is it all back to normal now? It's still stiff, but you know, it's, it's good. It's good. I had the, I had to have the plate removed because a tendon was rubbing on it. And then I had to have uh, another surgery on my left shoulder because I tore my bicep tendon from holding on to that bar for so long. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I think I read about that. Ow. And so what I, so I had, I've had bicep tendon surgery from a mountain bike crash, a rotator cuff and stuff. Did that, did that also require surgery? No, okay. no. Uh, well, the, the, they, I guess the bicep tendon was just split. It wasn't tore all the way. So they, they kind of put a, a button mm. hole in my bone or whatever and reattached it. And my rotator cuff was fine. Hmm. Okay. So let's go, let, let's finish on this, this flight you just took. Uh, take me through that one. How, you know, how long was it? Uh, was there ever any point where you're like, Oh God, or was it just like, <laughs> okay, this is what it was supposed to be. Uh, we went with a different provider this time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but Bumblebee took us up and uh, what a great bunch of guys, great bunch of guys. I mean, I like I, I posted my video on YouTube today, the, the updated one, and uh, I, I just said the Bumblebee guys. I said, uh, you know, even if I go over there and I'm not flying with them again, I just like to go hang out with them because they were just so cool to, and fun to be with. You know, yeah. um, they uh, they made me feel at ease right away, and I think my wife needed a little more than. <laughs> I think she needed some sedation or something because she was totally freaking out. She thought I thought I was going to have a, you know, an uh, incident yeah, <laughs> in the yeah, air yeah. or something from, <laughs> so here's some diapers, honey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she's, uh, she's all freaked out and you know, these guys just made it all good. And we, we, uh, we all got uh, strapped in. There was two other couples. There was another couple going. So there was four, mm. uh, wings all together going out. Mm. And, uh, you know, they talked everything through. I had, uh, uh, Wolfgang Cease fly me. And no then Toby. way. You yes. had Wolfie fly you? Yeah. Oh yep. my, I don't know if you've heard his podcast. We've had him on the podcast. You, you were in oh, very, very, very good hands. Yes. Yeah. He was, uh, he was awesome. And then Toby, uh, the, the Bumblebee owner, uh, he flew my wife and that's they, crazy they that Wolfie flight, yeah. took you. Oh, I got to yep, reach out yep. to him. That's that's terrific. Yeah, I mean, he's <laughs> he's the best of the best, man. You couldn't have been with a, in better hands than, than Wolfie. They said they were all kind of fighting over who was going to fly me. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's an honor. That's an honor. And how long was, was the cool. flight? Was it thermic? It was about ten minutes. I, I okay. think uh, you know we did a few tricks. It, it almost got canceled because it was supposed to rain the entire day. Oh, okay, okay. So it wasn't a big day. No, but it it cleared up, and uh, it was uh, it was it was a beautiful morning. So we we took off, and we took off. It was about ten minute flight. So we took off, made a left over the side of the hill, and then we came through the center of Interlochen and landed in the field downtown Interlochen. It's one of the most beautiful places on earth. It's, oh, it's, it's fabulous. It is fantastic. And then did you run to the pub and grab a beer? 
<laughs> I had many beers in Switzerland when I was there. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you. Good on you. <laughs> so have you and your wife sat down and, uh, you know, and decided, okay, let's, you know, let's, let's do this. And if so, where are you going to go? And, and when do you start learning? Um, it's probably going to be after the first of the year. Okay. Um, we've been, uh, been talking to a few people. Um, Nick Grease has been talking to me on Facebook a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, he's, uh, he was trying to, you know, pull some strings and see who is, uh, who is, you know, who we can hook up with. And I think Wallaby Ranch is, uh, is on board and I've heard Wallaby Ranch would do it anyway, take us up again anyway. So totally. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, you know, this is the, uh, you know, I, I guess there's some good, there's some very good things about coming out of what you did is you, you are now connected to the best of the best. If you're talking to Nick and you're getting rides with Wolfie, uh, you're right up there at the top, man. So that's, that's fantastic. And Nick's a very good friend of mine and incredibly well connected and, uh, you know, runs the magazine. And so, uh, that's, that's, that's perfect. You're, you're in very good hands. Well, it seems like everybody in the, the, you know, the organization, uh, they're just, everybody's so cool about it. Everybody is just, you know, on board and let's, let's do this. And it's, it's there. Everybody's so cool about it. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, thank you so much, man. Thanks for sharing your story. I wish you and your wife all the best. I would, I hope we get to fly together someday and I hope this, uh, budding fascination just grows and grows and you guys become pilots and, uh, we see each other at cloud base someday. Sounds cool. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to, you know, doing a solo flight next. That'd be, I think that would be the the best outcome I can do with this whole situation. Yeah. You know what? I'll, uh, we can end on this. I, I, people that have listened to the show have heard this a million times. I'm sorry, but, uh, you know, I did a couple tandems first. I've never hang glided and I need to, it's just epic. But, uh, you know, the first couple tandems I took, uh, paragliding, I was kind of like, eh, it's, you know, it's pretty, it's nice, but, you know, but when you take the controls on your own, it's just a whole nother sport. It's, oh, it's awesome. So I, I think you're in for a big treat there. I mean, tandems are great too, but you know, when you're in charge of your own life and you're pi- you're the pilot in command, it's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. And you know where you're going, you know, where you're going to start swaying. I've, I've seen people getting whipped around, you know, on a tandem and I'm like, I, I, you know, if I'm not controlling that, I don't know if I'd like that too right, much. <laughs> right, right. That's usually about when the puke starts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Oh, Hey, uh, one more question. How many people have seen that video? Um, it's at 9.7 million right now, but oh you know, goodness. there's other avenues that shared it and it's, it's gotta be way up there now. Wow. Was there any monetization of that through YouTube or were you, were you, uh, clairvoyant enough to, to know, did you run some ads or something? As, as viral as it went so quickly, I was not prepared for any of that. I, I, you know, I was joking with my wife when we put that out. I'm like, yeah, for me to monetize this, I need a thousand followers and 4,000 hours of view time. I got, I got 19 followers, you know, it's mostly my family. Right. And I got, and I got no view times. It's just silly videos that I put of our vacations on and, and end of that first day, it was at 600,000. The next day it was at 4 million. It it, it was, I got calls from every news outlet in the world. It seemed like it was incredible. Did you, so I, I licensed it through viral hog. I couldn't handle every request for it. So I just licensed it through viral hog and yeah, I made a little money on that 
it's not going to let me retire, but you know, it's all good. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, at least, you, at least yeah. you got something. How did you handle the income? How did you handle all that? How did you handle the press? It was, it was extremely difficult. I mean, every, every message format, I had like two, three different email addresses. I do photography on the side and this and that. And uh, it, it was nonstop. My phone was maxed out of messages. Uh, uh, messenger was going off. Every single aspect was wow. just overloaded, and I could not even start to think of replying to everybody. Did you? Did a? Did a? Somebody with the? Pre, did you get like a, an agent or something to handle it? Or did it, uh, by, you know, I by should not have, being I able sh- to handle it. Did you, they just slowly go away? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it peaked, you know, the viral video peaked, and then it just kind of slowly faded away. It seemed like people in the UK are still interested in the story. I keep getting calls from them. Hmm. I think in I think in the US, since it's turning out to be a good story, they're not interested. (laughs) (laughs) That sucks, doesn't it? Yeah. God, we're in a terrible place on that side of things. But wow. Okay. Well, that's that's interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm glad I'll ask that one. That yeah, that must have been just crazy. We had a an accident. I I have a boat business, a a kite surfing expedition business. So it's a boat that kind of slowly goes around the world. And we had a pretty uh, I, I shouldn't talk about it now as it just opens up a can of worms, but we had a very, <laughs> we had a, an accident with a shark, uh, in new Caledonia a couple years ago. And because it was sharks, it was or a shark. It was, you can imagine it just was. And, and, and I was instructed very early on actually by one of my clients, uh, who deals a lot with the press and he just said, say nothing. And this will die. Just don't, <laughs> yes. don't, you know, because they, they just want to glamorize this. And then, you know, so it's not good for sharks. It's not good for your business. It's, you know, just, just don't say anything. And it was crazy. Right. It, it all died yeah. in about a week. Yeah. And I just, I just refused any interviews and it just was gone. Yeah. It's, 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 it was incredible. Though. I mean, just, you know, going viral that quick. No one, if no one, if you haven't had a viral video and you don't know what's going to hit you when it does happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I would think that'd be kind of fun. Was it kind of fun or was it like, ugh? well, you know, I was, uh, going back to work. I'm driving to work and I got a, you know, the second day and talking to some guy from ABC New York or something. And then my phone's ringing again. I says, hold on a second. I look down and it's New Zealand. And I'm like, well, I'm going to let that go to voicemail. Then the next one was Australia, <laughs> then London. Then, you know, it's just like, oh my God. <laughs> wow. Your phone bill must have gone through the roof that month. Oh my God. It was nuts. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I guess by now it's all mellowed out. Is there, but you're, you're still getting some calls from the UK, but otherwise you're uh, just a normal guy again, Chris. Yeah. Within the last two months, I think uh, I've had... Let's see. I had a camera crew from the UK out here. They're doing a, a, a story on it, you know, one of their shows on on the experience. So they came out and did a bunch of footage of me here. And then uh, I had some guy do a Skype with from Germany uh, like three weeks ago. What's the most interesting question you've gotten? Um, most most of the people would say, "Are you really going to do it again?" Mm. Are you, do you really want to do this again? Yeah. And my wife even asked me that. She goes, you know, you don't have to do this. And I says, I know I don't have to do that, but I want to do it. Yeah. Good for you. That's yeah. Cool. That's cool. I love it. 
Chris, thanks, man. Uh, I, I appreciate it. And this is a lot more time than most of your other interviews, I'm sure. So I really do appreciate <laughs> no your problem. time. And uh, reach out to me and any of the rest of us. We will all help you out, as I'm sure you've learned. But if you need anything in this community, reach out. And uh, I'll do everything I can to make this, uh, this dream happen. Sounds awesome. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks, Chris. Talk Thank soon. you. All right, bud. All right. If you find the cloud-based mayhem valuable, you can support it in a lot of different ways. You can give us a rating on iTunes or Stitcher, however you get your podcast. That goes a long ways and helps spread the word. You can blog about it on your own website or share it on social media. You can talk about it on the way up to launch with your pilot friends. I know a lot of interesting conversations have happened that way. And of course, you can support us financially. This show does take a lot of time, a lot of editing, a lot of storage and music and all kinds of behind the scenes cost. So if you can support us financially, all we've ever asked for is a buck a show. And you can do that through a one-time donation through PayPal, or you can set up a subscription service that charges you for each show that comes out. We put a new show out every two weeks. So for example, if you did a buck a show and every two weeks, it'd be about $25 a year. So way cheaper than a magazine subscription. And it makes all of this possible. Uh, I do not want to fund this show with advertising or sponsors. We get asked about that uh, pretty frequently, but I, for a whole bunch of different reasons, which I've said many times on the show, I don't want to do that. I don't like having that stuff at the front of the show. And I also want you to know that these are authentic conversations with real people. And these are just our opinions, but our opinions are not being skewed by sponsors or advertising dollars. I think that's a pretty toxic business model. So I hope you dig that. Um, you can support us. If you go to cloudbasedmayhem.com, you can find the places to support. You can do it through patreon.com forward slash cloudbasedmayhem. If you want a recurring subscription, you can also do that directly through the website. Uh, we try to make it really easy, and that will give you access to all the bonus material, little video casts that we do and extra little uh, nuggets that we find in conversations that don't make it into the main show, but we feel like you should hear. We don't put any of that behind a paywall. If you can't afford to support us then just let me know and i'll set you up with an account of course that'll be lifetime and hopefully and you're being in a position someday to be able to support us but you'll find all that on the website uh all of you who have supported us or even joined our newsletter or bought cloud-based mayhem merchandise t-shirts or hats or anything you should be all set up you should have an account and you should be able to access all that bonus material now thank you so much for listening i really appreciate your support and we'll see you on the next show Thank you.